This week, we are talking storms. In India... When there's a lightning strike somewhere, the particular fingerprint will be picked up by this particular sensor, which tells me where and when that lightning was picked up. And across the USA... Compared to recent years, uh, we're seeing a lot more of these uh, severe thunderstorm setups um, and outbreaks of severe storms and tornadoes. Back at home, it's weather of a different kind. Amazing to think that this time last year we were forecasting a sizzling bank holiday weekend. This bank holiday weekend looks somewhat different. It's Thursday, the 23rd of May, and you're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir, and you're listening to Weather Snap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. In the UK, we get our fair share of lightning strikes through a year, but it's nothing compared to regions where the tropical atmosphere allows for deep convection, huge storms, and ultimately thunder and lightning. Here at the Met Office, we have a keen interest in understanding how this type of atmospheric development is represented in our numerical computer models. But this interest goes well beyond the theoretical. The Weather and Climate Science Service Partnership works closely with other weather organisations. And in India, this joint project is focused on high-impact weather, and in particular, lightning. Jonathan Wilkinson is a research scientist here at the Met Office. He's involved in this project, but he started off by telling us how lightning is actually detected. We're stood here at the back of the Met Office and we're actually looking at one of our lightning detecting sensors. What we're looking at is the type of antenna which is mounted on an about 10 metre pole. On top of that, the antenna itself is approximately about six feet in length. When there's a lightning strike somewhere, the particular fingerprint will be picked up by this particular sensor and passed through to the box of tricks underneath, which tells me where and when that lightning was picked up. So many people die in India due to lightning strikes, mostly because they're kind of outside. Um, there's a lot of agricultural workers, and they often don't tend to know when there's a storm coming. Most frequent lightning strikes you tend to get through the year tend to be kind of through the monsoon season. But there's also some either side of the monsoon season, so you tend to get kind of like a lot of lightning in the north of the country at the start of the year, kind of in the spring, and then kind of a lot of lightning in the south in the autumn. But then there's a huge kind of swath of lightning in the central belt during the summer months. What we're looking to try and do is, first of all, understand the seasons and the regimes when we see lightning and also be able to forecast them. So we've actually built to set up our computer model to be able to forecast when lightning occurs. There's a kind of a two-way sharing of data between ourselves and the Indian partners. We've got bigger supercomputers here at the Met Office than they actually have in India, so we can kind of do a lot more complicated simulations than they would be able to and help them understand the weather and the lightning regimes. And then if they're able to pass us data back from the observations, we can also look at that and try and pinpoint when lightning is going to occur in Britain. So what we're trying to do is run our model over as many parts of the world as we possibly can. That was research scientist Jonathan Wilkinson. Another current Met Office project that involves modelling deep convection is called the Hazardous Weather Testbed. Currently, a team of Met Office forecasters and scientists are in Oklahoma in Tornado Alley, working closely with the local scientists to measure real-time storm cell development to understand more closely how these models represent it. It's been a very busy time for the team, as there has been some very lively storms across Tornado Alley. On Tuesday, a cluster of 20 tornadoes was reported, 
and there are warnings for severe storms extending through the next few days. Here's global guidance forecaster Dan Harris. So in the past 24 hours we've seen severe thunderstorms across parts of the central United States. There have been over 101 reports of severe weather including 38 tornadoes, 46 reports of strong winds and 17 reports of large hail. That system is going to continue east bringing further risk of strong winds with the odd tornado but the main focus now really is transferring down towards the south. So the SPC, uh, the Storm Prediction Centre in the United States, have an enhanced risk for severe thunderstorms across parts of northeast Oklahoma, southeast Kansas, western and central Missouri. An area of warm air, very moist air, expected to push north into these areas with thunderstorms developing. The environment, the atmospheric environment associated with these storms does contain all the ingredients for severe thunderstorms, so high moisture, high amounts of CAPE. CAPE is convective available potential energy. So these storms are expected to bring risk of tornadoes, risk of large hail, there'll be strong winds in association with them, and also flooding, which is one aspect that often gets overlooked in these severe thunderstorms. Uh, there's been a lot of severe flooding across parts of the central US um, in association with previous storms over previous days, and uh, we're expecting those kind of risks to continue. Compared to recent years, uh, we're seeing a lot more of these uh, severe thunderstorm setups um, and outbreaks of severe storms and tornadoes. This is typically the time of year where the convective severe storm season is the most active across the United States, but it certainly is a bit of an uptick compared to what we've seen in recent times. That was Dan Harris, Global Guidance Forecaster. And in other global weather news, the first named storm across the tropical North Atlantic has been named as Subtropical Depression Andrea, and it will bring quite a lot of rain to Bermuda this week. Hurricane season begins in June, so this development could be seen as rather early. And across Poland, the Czech Republic and neighbouring states, thunderstorms continue to bring large hail, lightning and flash flooding. And this will persist until the weekend. It may be a dim and distant memory, but last year's May bank holidays were hot and sunny. The early May bank holiday this year was a little bit mixed, but certainly not a washout. Here's Ada McGiven with the latest info on this coming weekend. Amazing to think that this time last year we were forecasting a sizzling bank holiday weekend. This bank holiday weekend looks somewhat different. Now, it's not going to be a sizzler, but it's not going to be a washout either. It will be typical mixed British weather. And that means that through Saturday, yeah, plenty of dry and bright weather to start the day, but an increased chance of showers across Western Scotland and Northern Ireland through the day. By Sunday, that chance of showers extends to much of the country, but there'll still be some warm sunshine and temperatures will peak in the mid-20s, somewhere like East Anglia and the southeast. By Monday, it's going to turn cooler, but there'll still be plenty of dry weather around. In fact, for much of the country, it'll be a bright and fine day with temperatures around the high teens or low 20s in the south. Further northwest, rain comes in through the day for Western Scotland and Northern Ireland. And the trend into next week is that the jet stream is expected to sink to the south of the UK. What does that mean? Well, we'll be on the cool side of the jet stream and we'll also see low pressure quite frequently through next week bring us some heavy showers. But they're likely to be showers in many places. So that means that it will be on and off bursts of rain rather than anything particularly long lasting. And there'll still be some sunshine in between the showers. And of course, at this time of year, that sun is strong. So... UV levels will be approaching high and it will feel pleasant 
in that sunshine. So a mixed spell of weather coming up, typical spring fair, but it's certainly not looking like a sizzling or a washout bank holiday weekend. Just before we go, here's Martin Bowles with last week's highs and lows. Here are your highs and lows for the week ending Sunday the 19th of May. And coincidentally, they're all from the highlands of Scotland or even further north. The highest temperature was recorded at Kinloch Hugh in the northwest highlands, which reached a high of 25.8 Celsius. The lowest minimum temperature was during the early hours of Tuesday morning in Alpnahara, again in the highlands, with a temperature of minus 1.6. The wettest day was last Saturday and the wettest place was Crabstone in the highlands, which had 14.4 millimetres of rain. And the sunniest place was Lerwick in Shetland on Wednesday the 15th of May, with 15.6 hours of sunshine. Thanks Martin. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir, producer was Adrian Holloway. Do join us again next time when we take a scientific peek behind the week's weather headlines. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.